rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hello. My name is Tara Devlin. How's it going? I think the camera's working. I had a, of course, right before the show, everything went to hell as it usually does. And I had to reboot my entire system and the modem. I might be a couple of minutes late, but not too bad. The camera wasn't working. Everything's, you know, whatever. I'm not complaining. I guess maybe I am. I'm just sharing. I'm sharing my frustrations. Thank you all for hanging out. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. We're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Verdant Square Radio. And we're also on um, FYI Nation and soon to be on Rockfin. That'll be great when that happens. I'll be in, in incredibly, I'll be honored to be in such great company as Lee Camp and Ron Placone and. Jimmy Dore is on there. So I'm happy about that. The camera looks a little weird, I see. It's a little yellowish, but eh, at least it's working. We'll figure it out later. Uh, yeah, okay, what else? What do I have to say? Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And keep coming back. It works if you work it. You And you are worth it, so definitely work it. Um, this is unapologetic liberal talk, so this is the liberal media. That's it. You're looking at the liberal media. I I get it. It's a little worse for the wear, right? It's like been ridden hard and put back wet. What's that saying? I don't know. So that's why we need each other. So all the supporters, uh, it's a tough time. I don't know about you, but this has been, 2020 has probably been one of the worst years of, I guess, in my, I don't know, not personally, I suppose. It's all related, but I've had some pretty bad years. But 2020, I think, as a community, it's been probably the worst year I've lived through. When you read about the Great Depression, well, the first Republican Great Depression, and living through the second near Republican Great Depression, and here we are again under illegitimate Republican rule, and they are illegitimate, and this is why we need us, this, what we're doing, to so get the word out, to stop well, well, just stop apologizing. Well, we don't apologize, but the 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 Democrats on corporate media, I I don't know. Are they ever going to wake the f up, really, and stop asking? Real, I think not asking, pining, really pining for Republican civility. That's all they're looking for, like pining for something that doesn't exist. How much? How how much more are we going to take? Are we going to endure the, I guess it's just watching the weakness of the right-winger, I mean, of the, uh, the right-wing Democrats specifically. Because 
for everything that the Republicans are, one thing you can you can't say is that they don't fight for what they want, even though it's it is abhorrent, it's unpatriotic, it's selfish, it's sick, but they don't apologize for it, even though they're on the wrong side of life, humanity, history, decency, and on the right side of everything that sucks. If it causes pollution, if it causes pain, if it causes division, they're all for it. If it makes your life harder, brutal, and short, they're, they're all for it. If it adds to confusion and hatred, if it stirs up hatred against, uh, I guess, politically unconnected people, that's all, hey, they're all for it. But you never hear them apologize. So why do, I guess that's what's so frustrating about Democrats and why we do the show, why I do it. I say we because I'm not doing it alone. This is our show. It really is. We're in this together. We stick together, we win is not just the motto of the show. It is the rallying cry of the community. I might be in the driver's seat now, but we're in this together. You guys are the producers, really. And when in between the shows, the all the other hours that we have in the day in between shows, that's when the rest of the work continues because it never stops. Absolutely never stops. You cannot slacken a bit with uh, with fighting for a more perfect union. I mean, that's all, isn't even even a more perfect union is not. We're not asking for much. We're not asking for a perfect union. A, a more perfect union might be nice. One where I got mine isn't the only value, the only American value. And this is what I think makes makes this time even worse for for Americans, for everybody who has happens to live under the same sky in this part of the world that we, they have so divided this country into I got mine that the rest of us, it's, they, they are really, um, it's like they give permission to people, uh, to selfishness for them, for, I can't, I can't even talk. What am I, I'm, they give the selfish sociopaths, just average Joe morons that are, they might actually not even be on the upper end of the income scale, but they give permission for people to be, to just not give a shit about anybody else but themselves. And that is really the problem. We would still be going through this pandemic. That's what's so painful about living in this country under this fake-ass patriotism, uh, the, the waving of the flag. Nothing gets me sicker than watching a bunch of Trump Trumpanzees wave the flag without knowing anything about the substance. They know all about the symbols, but nothing about the substance. It's, it's, they don't see how 
how painful it is for, could you imagine all the millions of Americans on the food lines and these idiots waving the flag? How do you wave the flag when you your rallying cry is, I got mine? That's it. Because really that's what the right-wingers have instilled in us, that selfishness that search for the superior moral justification for selfishness, that's their only, uh, that's the only American value now. We keep hearing about the over what, uh, 60% of businesses that are closed. I thought, I thought that uh, Republicans were all about small businesses. Oh, but 60% of the businesses that closed during the pandemic are going to close permanently but hey, I got mine. Sucks to be you. This is, um, it's, they have completely divided and conquered us. And yeah, when you think about also the fact that we, we've been at war for over, when? I mean, we started, we were attacked on September 11th. This is 2021. We have people who are taking the oath who weren't even alive during September 11th or on that day. And they're going to go and they're going to continue to clean up the messes of this endless war of corporate aggression. But there's a certain small segment of society that feel the pain of that, of deployments of uh, endless... Of being tapped out, continuously being asked to serve on the front lines. And for example, now with our doctors and nurses on the front lines, it's there, the, the small segment of the population where we hear all of, well, they'll make a commercial about how, how we appreciate our frontline workers and we all give homage to our frontline workers, but, you know, how we support the troops, quote unquote, so to speak. But is there, where's the sacrifice? On one hand, you have the small, another small segment of society that are, that are on the front lines making all the sacrifices while right-wingers, I don't know, go golfing? And, okay, the reason I'm thinking about this, too, well, like, as normal people would think about it, because I think about World War II. Um, FDR didn't say everybody go, go shopping or, eh, don't worry about it. If, it, if you get, if you are affected by it, uh, just don't let it overtake your life. Don't let, you'll get through it. Don't let it take over. There was a community spirit. That's another reason we were able to get through the war. And, and now we're supposed to be, uh, you know, Trip Twitler likes calling himself a war president. Remember that? In between golfing and tweeting, he would get in front of the corporate media cameras and scream over the helicopter din. Now he was a war president. But... We see all of the 
the Trump and Z minions, uh, their, their, their war president is telling them, eh, go about your business. Go back to, do whichever, go have your holiday parties. Doesn't matter if doctors and nurses haven't had a day off in six months and they're frazzled and they're the ones dying, living and dying on the front lines, making these life and death decisions in a broken ass health system that sucks to begin with where we have absolutely no social safety net for the horrors that are to come. There's a, we don't even know what's coming down the pike out of this pandemic. But I guess if you get COVID and you don't know what's, hey, a lot of people, um, Republicans say, well, only uh, whatever it was, if 3% die, because they think, why should I stop my life? Well, we don't know that uh, down the road, the repercussions of having the virus, it's coming out in all different ways. Apparently, it's sort of like chickenpox. When you have the chickenpox when you're a kid, it could come out as shingles when you're older. But now we're, the, we're well, they're finding out that the pandemic, getting COVID is affecting, it affects all different organs and it can affect people in different ways. So there you go. You ha- now you have your pre-existing condition. And um, who gives an F, right? Who gives? As long as you got yours, we got mine, I got mine, sucks to be you. This is the American way. Now, nobody gives a crap. Oh, I have to have Christmas. The, and so I'm thinking about this because the past couple of days when we did the show, we did a show on New Year's, I mean, on Christmas Eve and uh, the day before. I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But we were talking about that Republican, the Whitestone Republican Club where I live here in Queens. And it's all over the news now because we got, it got, it was all over the local news. And then uh, the governor said something about it. He spoke out saying, um, how how appalling it is how anybody would want to how anybody would have a pandemic christmas party or a christmas party in the middle of a pandemic with a and and enjoy quote unquote a maskless conga line is beyond belief but being a republican means never having to say you're sorry you see it's all about them and the babies they never grow up. I've, I'm not insulting babies. Babies who do grow up. But um, the white, so the White Star Republican Club, they don't like. They're getting, uh, they're, they're, get it. they're facing a backlash now. This was in the Huffington Post. The um, New York, Repu- well, who wrote this? Josephine Harvey. New York Republican Club faces black- backlash for the COVID conga line. How, how stupid are these sons of bitches but it's beyond stupid they're embarrassing and they and they are the epitome of selfish the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness that's them it's not about whether they can have a nice christmas oh everybody wants a nice christmas with their families you freaks but we're doing it so uh, as our patriotic duty 
it is our patriotic duty to try as much as we, as hard as we can, not to get COVID. So we don't tax the system. Don't show up at our local hospital that where the doctors and nurses haven't had a day off in six months. We don't overwhelm the, our, our fellow Americans who are on the front lines. We don't add to the problem. So these, these filthy fuckers, they talk about makers and takers. These are, they're not, they're worse than takers. They add, they add ignorance. They add indifference, stupidity, sickness on all levels, figuratively and literally. They add sickness. So, according to the article, they write, members of the local Republican Party in Queens hit the dance floor at an indoor holiday party. Participants also failed to wear masks or social distance. According to the Times, the Whitestone Republican Club held the party on December 9th. And so New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said, I saw the video, Cova conga lines are not smart. That is my official position. COVID, uh, Como said, uh, I said Covo said, <laughs> COVID said, Como said, why you would do an unmasked conga line in the middle of a pandemic. This is what he said. Um, city council candidate Vicky Palladino was among the attendees. She could be seen dancing in the footage along with a more, and more than a dozen others. The line was led by James Martinoski, a former Republican candidate for the New York State Assembly, who carried a Trump 2020 flag. The Whitestone Republican Club characterized the outrage, here we go, as freaking out. The media is just freaking out. There's only only there's only mass graves in New York and Queens. There's no excuse. Queens is an epicenter. We were the ground zero here in the pandemic when the pandemic first broke out. You know, because we're the world's borough, and we, there's a airport here, an international airport, JFK, and then there's LaGuardia. So. People come from all over and they go through Queens and they visit their family and they come from all over and they bring COVID. That's what happened. That's why there were refrigerated trucks filled with corpses on the side of the road. And more than one. It wasn't, I mean, these are people who live in a community where they have refrigerated morgues on the side of the road. And these efforts are holding a Christmas party. And this is their response. Now, this is why I want to talk about it, because we've been following this story. And it, it really does epitomize everything that we talk about on the show and point out about right-wingers that they are babies. No offense to babies who grow up sometimes to be normal people, not Republicans, who are not patriots. These are, these are imbeciles, selfish, sociopaths. I'll be right back. Okay. 
Is that too loud? My camera looks like crap, but oh well. And maybe that's just me. At least it's working. Because you know what was happening? It was like, it was like the robot. It wasn't working. I looked like I was doing the robot. But now it's all a weird color. Who cares? Anyway, Jim, thank you for your super chat. Ed, the first, thank you for your super chat. Ed says, happy solstice. Errol Thomas, thank you for your super chat. Hello, RDT Daily Media. And also, happy birthday, Tara. Thank you so much for remembering, Errol. My birthday, yes, I know. Another day, I mean, another year. I get, what's the alternative, though? Another year around the sun, what's the alternative? It is what it is. I am, um, what was I going to say? I can't believe another year. How'd that happen? So weird. I didn't even expect, I, and you know my story. It's just weird to get old. Or, I'm not old. It's all in the mind. That's what my father used to say, too. It really is all in the mind. Because I don't really feel old. So, I guess that's good. Wiser. Older. You know, I'm, I'm not older, I'm wiser. All right. At least I'm not a right winger. And I, oh, God. How does anybody, this is, I guess it's why I'm so baffled by these people. And like I, we talk about studying the trampanzees, like Jane Goodall studied apes. It's how you have to study them. Take a step back. But with Jane Goodall, she loved the apes because there she could see well we could all see the humanity in them we can see we we recognize them as our cousins so but you recognize well just like when you're recognizing your pets you see them as i see my pets as members of the family i they have personalities they have they feel, you could tell they feel love they feel fear they they feel excitement they feel sadness you know that and they we know that not just by speculation we know by science as well because they share they have the same brain that well they have the same parts of their brain that have the love chemical oxytocin and they have the, and that's a bonding chemical so you know that they feel that they bond to other creatures and so but republicans do i see myself in them no i don't really i only recognize them as humans in in form but i suppose that's why it's so baffling to me because this what we talk about leaving no one behind selfish unselfishness caring about each other i mean we're it's that's humanity we're on the right side of humanity that's how we were created and they were created like that too because you don't see them dancing by themselves on a desert island they want to get together with their fellow trumpanzees because we are social creatures we need each other we we need to be in community there's we can't that we there's no way we can't we can't survive 
by ourselves. Unless you're the Unabomber or something. So, and if you get stuck on a desert island, what do you want to, you want the first, you want to get the hell out. You want to be rescued. You want to get back to your people, unless you're the Unabomber, right? So the Republican, the Whitestone Republican Club says they released a statement. They, they're, they don't like all this being picked on. Poor Republicans. You see, they're always being picked on. Such victims, all of them, they're the, they are professional victims. We know that. But so they released a statement on their Facebook page. The Whitestone, well, they said Republican Club leadership felt it was important coming out of such a highly emotional election. See, it's only emotional because you're emotional cripples. It was emotional for me on, in 2016 that a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam was going to be the president despite receiving fewer votes. That's emotional. And he was on top of being an, a filthy, unabashed, pathological liar, racist open racist who ran on a platform of racism. That was emotional for normal people. But you're emotional because humanity decisively rejected the con man. And that's what happened. We're sick of your con man. We were sick of him before. He got into office by hook and by crook because he's a, he's a sleamy, slizy, sleazy con man. He had no business anywhere near the halls of power, just like the rest of you have no business being anywhere near the halls of power. And you had no business being in a restaurant during a pandemic when the community said, your job, citizen, is to... Stay home and not get COVID. Yeah, I know it's not going to be the same kind of Christmas, but as an adult, you should explain to your children why Christmas is different this year. Instead of encouraging them to act like like idiots, like you. Because that's who Republicans are. They are like, they remind me of prepubescent teenagers who take daddy's car and they're like, ah, I can do whatever I want. And then they get into an accident and the first thing they do is call daddy for help. I don't need any rules, but that's who they are. We're asking all citizens, all patriots to do their part and don't get COVID. Is that too hard? Try it. Try not to get COVID. Try not to spread it. To other people, because, oh, you may have a great immune system. Like, remember when Twitler at the rally? Hats off to the young. They have a great immune system. Hardly nobody gets it. Nobody. Oh, it's amazing. And the young, if you, oh, they never get it. And if they get it, oh, it's nothing. It's like a cold. Hats off. You scumbags. Well, the uh, young, hats off to the young, but they might spread it, you dumb bastards. Why do we have to explain this to them? 
in the middle of a pandemic, we have enough to do carrying the corpses to the refrigerated trucks on the side of the street. Why should we have to explain to the idiots at the Whitestone Republican Club, some of whom run for public office, you want to be representing, you want to be the representative of this community? You scum. Um, then try to act like a human, uh, at least, first. That's your first step. Uh, why do we have to explain this to them? We have enough work to do trying to keep our frontline workers from cracking up, from the stress. So they don't need you, you filthy, selfish pricks. They don't need you adding to it with with the history. If I read another story of a Republican, you could find them all over. A story of these right-wingers who they proclaim in their last words, their dying breath, this wasn't a hoax. I made a mistake. How many stories have I read like that? Uh, let me see. Hold on. I, I have a couple of them here. You selfish, selfish fucking... Rep- oh, excuse me for cursing, but... Let's see. We got one here. Let's open it up. It takes a minute. Just like it takes a village. And it takes a village of idiots to destroy a decent country that had a chance. Texas man called COVID a hoax until a family gathering led to 14 infections and one death and his partner's relatives rejecting his help. A Texas man who called coronavirus a hoax says he and 14 family members tested positive after a party he hosted, and now his in-laws have rebuffed the funds he raised for them online. Well, they're probably pissed off. Well, they, why did they have to go to the party? They could have said, no, no douchebag. Did you hear there's a pandemic on? Or they were they following their dim leader's advice? Let's show Trump we really are, we're, we're on his side. Let's drink some liberal tears by getting each other sick with a deadly disease. Go for it, buddies. See, I don't mind them getting COVID. I want them to stay home, though. When they get it, do not show up at the hospital where the refrigerated morgues are on the street. Stay home. Hello, everybody. My name is Tara Devlin. Hello. Okay, um, look, let me see. Deborah. Maybe Deborah says, Tara, can you host a Zoom party for your birthday? I did one, then demanded a recount of on how old I am. I demanded a recount. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, my birthday's tomorrow, though. Maybe I'll send out, what, I, I don't know. If I send out an invite to, let's say, the patrons or on the Discord page and nobody comes... I will be very hurt. I'll have a flashback to my childhood. I don't need that shit today. Thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. I I know that we've been saying we need to get a Zoom gathering. It is a good idea. 
we got to do it. It's true. Okay. It's a good idea, but we'll see. We'll see. I didn't plan it. I didn't say taste, promote it. So, you know what I mean? If we have a Zoom party and I'm not, I'm the only one in there. It's like when I opened the phones yesterday or when was it? The day before and nobody called. It's like, okay, you think I want to be sitting in a Zoom party on my birthday by myself? Me and Ray and Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr.? I don't think so. Little Ray is sleeping over there. He's so cute. Yes. Um, here's another one. Former Alabama state senator dies of COVID and warns his fa- in his last words, we messed up. This, this is all over the web. And these are different stories, too. It's not just one story being written by in different publications. Let's see, which is this one? I was gathering them. No, that's the same one. Wait. Let me see, let me see. They just make me sick. I can't believe I live in the same area as these people. Well, they're all over. Okay, here's another one. He listened to Trump and didn't wear a mask and died just before the president announced his COVID-19 diagnosis. Well, whatever. What does that mean? He said he was a Trump supporter. Oh, okay. Juan Ciprian was a Trump supporter and refused to wear a mask, parroting the president's statements about not being concerned about the virus. He died last week of COVID-19. His family received his ashes, his ashes the day Trump announced his diagnosis. It was horrible. She said, we found out that Trump tested positive the day before my grandfather was cremated. It brought some anger into our hearts. Well, ain't that an understatement? At the outset of the pandemic, the Lanverdardi's tight-knit Guatemalan family in Framington came up with a plan to say stay safe, stay safe. I can't talk. They would not return to work so as to avoid contact with others, and her brother and uncle, who worked in the manufacturing at the United Parcel Service, respectively, would keep away from vulnerable family members, blah, blah, blah. But her grandfather didn't share their concerns. He was the only one that wasn't complying. He was seeing all these conspiracy theories and saying Trump said this and Trump said that, she said. This is the granddaughter. He didn't believe it was real. Cyprian was a strong man who played the tuba in a marching band in Guatemala and was a music teacher. Blah, blah, blah. Now he's dead. Uh, But he began showing symptoms of COVID-19 and was hospitalized. Six days later, his wife contracted the disease. After being hospitalized, was transferred to a rehab where she remains. The grandparents, blah, blah, blah. They were, they were diagnosed and blah, 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 dead. And blah, 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 dead. It's not a hoax, dead. <sighs> we are all the people 
who have been affected by COVID-19, lost their jobs, got sick, or even died for it, deserve to be heard. <laughs> yeah. My heart is with, well, this person is a better person than me because she says, my heart is with President Trump and wish him the best. This is when Twitler had COVID. Um, no. I wished, at that, at that point, I was wishing COVID the best. I was like, do your job, COVID. Do your patriotic duty. And then I have to say that I kind of, it made me, it made me suspicious whether Twitler even had COVID at all. This is where we live. We have to be suspicious of things like that. Talk about conspiracy theories. But I, it made me think he might have wanted to do that. Not only, you know, how he likes to grab the headlines, but to tell everybody like he did a few days later, don't let it take over your life. Look at me. I beat it. It's nothing. It's no big deal. So it's highly suspicious. Yes, he had. And then he had all his doctors come out with the all these nondescript statements where, where you can easily wiggle around filling in the blanks, you know, reading between the lines. He's just, they weren't um, forthcoming. But then they said, oh, well, there has to be, oh, well, that's right. Then the, because the right-wingers were all, there are HIPAA laws. Yeah, these are the same right-wingers that, I don't know, wanted to see Bill Clinton's penis. Remember that? Oh, God, I hate them. There were HIPAA laws, but there's no decency laws. HIPAA laws? Yeah, tr there's only laws when it comes to Trump. They pick and choose. They cherry pick their laws, what they want. It's cafeteria style laws, like Twitler and the pardons. That's another thing we'll get to, which I don't understand. What what are they talking about? You can pardon yourself? How can you pardon yourself for future crimes? It's If that's the case, we already have a king. F this. Pardon yourself. Yes. Zuba booga bega booga. I'm pardoned. Excuse me? When you're begging pardon, you don't beg yourself. I beg my own pardon. Oh, you're excused. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. I beg your pardon, Tara. Yes. Excuse me, Tara. You're excused. Well, thank you. My God, where are we? Where the hell do we live? Yeah, so there, where, where's this goddamn article about these goddamn Trump -anzies? So here's their statement again. The Whitestone Republican Club leadership felt it was important coming out on a, a coming out of such a highly emotional election where we babies couldn't accept the results of a free and fair election where everyone, all different races, creeds, and colors, and religions, and national origins got together to vote against the tax-cheating con man that we worship like a golden calf. So we were, it was a highly emotional election because Trump and Z's are highly emotional. 
Yes, they're supposed to be strong. But they are the opposite of everything they proclaim to be. They're not strong, they're weak. They're fragile. They're not grown-ups. Remember when they would all, oh, they always say, oh, put the adults back in charge. Yeah, they're the adults. You see? They only say adults. They say put the adults back in charge because apparently being an adult means making a granny eat cat food. Being serious means funneling more money into the arms of people who'll never spend it in thousands of lifetimes and, in, and destroying pesky democracy once and for all. That's being an adult, kicking down on the already insecure and vulnerable and oppressed and politically unconnected. That's what they mean by adult. But everything else is is really their uh it's it's the opposite what they're talking about emotional they're highly emotional they can't handle it they're not capable what do i say all the time they lack the fundamental maturity to function in a free democratic society they can only pretend to love it that's it they lack the emotional maturity here we go. Here is a receipt. I'm bringing it again, pointing it out. I really wish that the corporate media would do this job, frankly, and point this out. It's right here. Let's stop playing into their game, playing into their hands, considering them uh, um, acting as if they are sincere. Call them what they are, incapable. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, I was swallowing coffee there. I know. it's. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Get ready to get irritated. It shouldn't be only elitist elected officials and their family members that can spend a rare evening out with others. Oh, my God. Yes. I know you are, but what am I? I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say sticks to me and bounces off of you or something like that. I know you are, but what am I? That's, that's them. That is Republican political discourse. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Oh, it shouldn't be that. I I should be able to go. See, Nancy Pelosi got a haircut. You see? So let's all burn down the goddamn country. Um, Al Gore, fly, he flew in an airplane once. So let's all let Mother Earth burn. You see, to prove a point. Because that's the superior moral justification for not giving a shit. I know you are, but what am I? Somebody elite went and had a party and had a oh, show me. And if they did, shame on them. Shame on them. Shame on you. Shame on your mother for making you who you are. Shame on all your co-conspirators. Shame on your con man. 
in the White House, shame on you. Take some responsibility. If you go, uh, you do, if you commit a crime, you go in front of the judge and they say, well, I may have robbed this bank, but th- uh, that, the, uh, that elitist over there robbed the whole damn treasury. I'm sure that's not going to fly. But the elitists. What, el- what elitist, honey? You're the elitist, you son of a bitch. A rare evening. It shouldn't only be elitists, officials, and their family members that can spend a rare evening out with others. You know who would love to have a rare evening out with their family? The 300,000, <laughs> over 300,000 dead they would love that, but they're dead. They've been made dead by you and counting. And you know who else would love a, a nice gathering with their friends and family without having to be called on, you know, stat, we have a, a code or whatever. I don't know the lingo. It's the doctors and the nurses and the people working in the hospitals that are overwhelmed. They would love to have an evening with their friends and family and not have to worry about somebody coding. Babies. That's who they are. They don't, they never add. They're not, they never, they're never part of the solution. You see? Never. They're always part of the problem. We always have to clean up after them. What have they done? Please, somebody, tell me, show me. Show me an example of a Republican, a conservative, adding something, bringing something, making something better, not being the thing that has to be overcome. What we have to clean up. We always have to clean up after them. We always have to fight them, fight through them. Normal people, it doesn't, even if they are prepubescent, they're not adults yet. Their brains aren't fully formed yet. But if they are decent, they get it. They already get it. They are way ahead of these adult, so-called adult Republicans who don't take responsibility. They... They double down on their selfishness and indifference. It shouldn't only be elitist officials and who could get who can spend a rare evening with others. Do you ever give a shit? First of all, Republican, let me ask you, do you ever listen to yourselves? Play that game. What if Obama? Play that game. What if What if the Whitestone Democratic Club did that? What would you say? What would you do? And maybe instead of having a a party where you look like a bunch of assholes and it leaks out, of course, because whatever, who cares, right? It's not your front line. It's not your ass on the front line. It's not your family being buried Is that your mother in the refrigerated morgue on the side of the street, you scumbag? 
Why don't you do, ever, do they ever do anything for anybody else? I really am asking sincerely, can somebody show me? Did the Republican, did the White Stone Republican Club ever get together and, I don't know, go out and feed the homeless, feed the hungry, go to the Bowery Mission, serve food to people who are living on the wrong side of Reaganomics? Or, or is it that they just get together to act like assholes, to jump around and wave their made-in-China Trump 2020 flags? If we can, if elitists, what elitists? Who's the elitist, dumb bastards? Who's the elitist? You are. You're not just an elitist. You're out of touch and you're selfish. Absolutely, unbelievably selfish. And that is the opposite of patriotic. You're not patriots in in any sense of the word. You are on the side. You're 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 on the side of COVID. You're the COVID. You're like a whole party of typhoid Marys. That's the whole thing with typhoid Mary. The story of typhoid Mary. She was a carrier of typhus or typhoid. I don't know how do you pronounce typhus, typhoid. I don't know, but they knew she was the carrier, and she was working in all different homes and bringing it. She was a domestic worker. And she refused to listen. And she spread her sickness all over the goddamn city. Regardless, it didn't matter. She was like, I, I feel fine. I'm fine. That's who they are. See, I'm fine. I needed Christmas party. A lot of people would love to have Christmas, but they're dead. Thanks to you and your con man spreading lies, right? Really. If Trump was not elected, a lot of people would still be alive today. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. You can't. We would have had to deal with this pandemic. But you can't tell me that he didn't deliberately get people killed. Like that, that grandfather we just read about. And that other Republican asshole who said, we made a big mistake, now he's dead. Isn't that, that should be the last words of every Republican. We made a big mistake. How come Republicans, you always hear these, not always, not enough, not nearly enough. They, have, they, they feel the need to atone on their deathbed like Lee Atwater. You never hear Democrats having to atone for the, for the harm they've done. Well, that's because Democrats wouldn't uh, atone. No, because Democrats don't do any harm. I mean, they do harm. Yes, okay. Let me reel that in a little. Corporate Dems do, do some harm, but they're not deliberately harming people for political gain. They're not out there. The Democrats harm people, the corporate Dems, in their mealy mouth, middle of the road, whatever, not fighting for what's what we need, actually need to fix this country and to fix it so another Twitler never rises again. But Democrats don't 
deliberately, they don't do what Republicans do. Lee Atwater called up all the people that he had harmed during his political life because he, that, um, in order to get power, they would, they, they're just dirty tricksters. They lie. They sow all kinds of bullshit about somebody. They just completely destroy people's lives. And in fact, I mean, that's who um, Karl Rove was Lee Atwater's acolyte. And, you know, even though it doesn't matter that Lee Atwater begged forgiveness um, for all the people, to, for the, um, the people he harmed to forgive him, I guess Karl uh, Rove didn't take a clue. I always remember about Karl Rove, and one of the first things he did was he bugged his own office, remember that? And then he called a press conference saying, the Democrats are bugging my office, but it was him. These people are scum. That's what they do. Democrats don't do things like that. They, when they're trying to win office, they go around, they knock on doors, they, they get people to, here's my pamphlet, here's what I'm, I believe in. They get phone banks going. They, they don't bug their own office and then call the press and say, Republicans bugged my office. You know what I mean? They just don't do that. And if I'm mistaken, if you're a right winger and you're like, Democrats this and Democrats, show me, show me. Okay. Okay, here, here, let's continue with their, this is the White Stone Republican Club. Saying, following Twitler's footsteps with the what about-ism. What about the elites? What elites? No. You see, it's another example. They don't name names. It's part of propaganda, which drives me insane. The corporate media does it all the time. We point it out. How they just say, oh, do you like socialism? No, they don't like socialism. Are you a socialist? What's a so- they, don't, they don't explain. They don't name names. They say, well, everybody loves this. Well, like loves their private insurance or... They don't specify. Name names. Name names. That's Otherwise, it's propaganda. They're just spreading bullshit. So, but that's what the Republicans do, and the corporate media is uh, part of the problem. Anyway, in early December, we held a small gathering. Yeah, we saw that small gathering. Observing all the COVID guidelines in place at the time. Really? Well, we do have eyes. Six feet apart, people wearing masks, not indoors. Uh, right off the top of my head, you violated the top three of the COVID guidelines. More than 10 people. Not only did they not stand six feet apart, they were touching each other in a conga line. And uh, back slapping and laughing and woo. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. I'm reading some of the comments on the Whitestone Republican Club's Facebook page. The people who commented are supporting them. Oh, my God. 
Wait till we get there. Okay. Uh, every attendee was told to wear a mask, which no one did. And everyone either had one, had one, had a mask in their pockets, I guess, when entering or were given one. Well, that's the thing. When you're outside, you're wearing a mask and then you get inside and you take it off. It defeats the purpose, you freaks. Everyone there had a great time. Oh, I can't. You're going to have a great time at the funeral, at the Zoom funeral, too, I suppose. Well, no, you probably have one in person because you can't kill each other fast enough. Well, for my taste, that's true. But the problem is when they spread it to normal people, a lot of decent, normal people are going to get it, not just Trump and Z's. Thanks to them. And you taxing the system, taxing our fellow Americans who are on the front lines, who are, they don't want to hear your shit. I, I can't imagine what it's like if I were a doctor or a nurse on the front lines and another Trump and Z comes in saying, I thought, before you put the vent in them, I thought this was a hoax. I would, I would say enough, get this guy out of here. Give it to somebody who's not a douchebag. Really, if you have to make these decisions, do your patriotic duty. Stay home. When you get the COVID, stay home. Republican, White Stone Republican Club, call up your friends from the right White Stone Republican Club. Maybe they'll drape your coffin with a Trump 2020 flag. Nothing would be more fitting to honor the dim leader Everyone there had a great time, and we were pleased that we gave people the time to be together with others of like mind, which means of no mind, and spirit. No, no, you don't, you, you don't have spirit. It's sort of like, it's like Dante's 15th circle of hell. That's the kind of spirit that converges in the Whitestone Republican Club Christmas party. As we get ready to move forward in what will hopefully be a much better 2021. Well, it will be a lot better if you morons weren't in it, I guess. I don't know. That's the best case scenario that can come out of this. Liberal talker wishes death on... No, I don't... I just wish for, for Republicans for the responsibility, for the goddess of responsibility to come and knocking on their doorsteps. I don't know. They never take responsibility. That's it. They'd never. Really, show me. Show me a, where they take responsibility for themselves. Not even in this statement. They could have said, we made a mistake. That would be taking responsibility. We shouldn't have done that. Now we know, blah, 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 we made a mistake in the holiday spirit. We weren't thinking. We're stupid Republicans. What do you expect? We're not, we're emotionally stunted cripples, emotional cripples. What do you want from us? We're not fit to lead a drunken conga line, much less a modern nation. What do you expect? Of course, we're going to have a COVID-filled Christmas party that doesn't follow community guidelines because we're not community-spirited. We hate the community. 
there's nothing more abhorring to a Republican than the community spirit. We have a selfish spirit. We care about nobody but number one, uh, Trump and then Jesus and then me. And I don't mean Jared Evelyn from Tara Buster. I mean me, <laughs> the Republic, this person who, this is nameless Republican. I don't know. Carmela Valenzina Marciella writes in response on the Republicans' Facebook page, it is the same as going to dinner. Walking into a restaurant with a mask and then taking it off. Glad you had the party. Enjoy. Everyone there was not forced, all caps, to go. It was their choice. Freedom, she says. Freedom. We need our freedom back. Do not comply with this corrupt government. Oh, my God. You scum bitch. You sick, sick son of a, son of a freak. Wow. That's who we share the same air with. And now imagine... I, I, I think if I was a nurse or a doctor on the front line, I would and read I would read something like that. I would be livid. I'm already livid. I am livid. It's complete selfishness. That's who they are. I got mine. You're fine. So what? You get COVID. So what? 300,000 dead. So what? America's the COVID capital of the world. So what? You needed a nice couple of hours at a Christmas party. You son of a bitch. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll be right back. Oh, my God. And it looks like somebody's fighting with this person on online. Uh, and you, I appreciate your stupid response. And you, yes, you don't know me. I have many family members who work in the ER. And are the head, oh wait, I have many family members who work in hospitals in New York City and are the head of the ER. Thank you very much. Really, bitch? Well, shame on you, triple. Don't tell me about medical staff who have been working nonstop. I know. This is what she says. Then what you really mean is, I know, and I don't give a shit. Let them work nonstop. I have to be on the drunken conga line. Let everybody else suffer and die. As long as it's not me. USA, 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 USA. You son of a dumb bitch. Oh, how about the 500,000 people who die from the flu? Did you wear your mask all of 2018? I bet you didn't. This person needs COVID immediately. But I, that's how it is with them. They never see the light about the people who die from the flu. It's not the same, is it? You don't have an overrun hospital. You don't have people 
um, you don't have hospitals that have absolutely no ICU beds left because of the flu. Do you, bitch? You don't have refrigerated morgues on the street. I'm sorry I'm yelling. Oh, I really, I, I, I can't. Selfish, unpatriotic, bitch. Holy Christmas. Unbelievable. No, it's not unbelievable. It's completely believable. That's who they are. They don't care about anybody else but themselves. And they should be shamed. And that's what we are here to do. There's a reason human beings feel shame. Mother Nature put this in us. So when we do something that's fucked up towards another person or living creature, we feel something about it that tells us, don't do that again. So there's nothing, if there's no shame, if there's no public shaming of these idiots, what's to stop them? That's why they all want to hang out together, because they reinforce the circle jerk of selfishness. But they're not patriots, and we are, we are, we're doing a patriotic duty right here. Telling the American people that you could wave your flag all day, all night, your made in China flag. But if you don't know what the substance means, what it means, you, all you are is, uh, is a Trump monkey going through the motions. You know, you could dress up a monkey in a business suit. It doesn't make him a businessman. And you could put a flag in a Trump hand and make them wave it, but it won't make them patriotic because it's an action. Patriotism is an action, you son of a bitch. And every action they're taking is the complete opposite of what it means to be a patriot. Being a patriot means you don't leave anybody behind, that we're in this together. You are your fellow Americans' keeper. And so when our fellow Americans are saying, we're at the limit, there's only so many hours in the day we can work. There's only so many of us. We're dying. We don't have the proper equipment. We haven't had a day off in six months. We're working 12, 14-hour shifts. We, every day we're losing six people or whatever in our one ER, in our one ICU. It's, it's taxing emotionally, spiritually, physically. We don't have enough. We, there's nothing left. So please don't get COVID. Do your part. It's like these scumbags. When you think of all the men who stormed the beaches of Normandy, could you imagine these fuckers at home saying, who gives a shit? Like, not doing your part to ensure that these people, that the, that the patriots that stormed the beaches of Normandy didn't have the proper equipment, right? Like, that's what, that's a, that is the same thing. Sitting at home, not doing the, your part, making that sacrifice to ensure that those who are on the front lines have everything they need to succeed. And these scums, 
can all they can do is is go on Facebook and type. They type so tough on Facebook, don't they? But they wouldn't pull a goddamn hair for anybody. Not even pull a stupid hair. Bing. For anybody but themselves. But if they get it, oh, that's it. This is why when all of these stories, all you got to do is um, Google, which is what I did today. Republican recant says it's not a hoax, deathbed or whatever, however I put it in. All of these stories coming out, all different places, all over the country, different little stories. A woman dies, says she believed in Trump, and she, last words, it's not a hoax. It's an epidemic because we have an epidemic of stupidity in this country. And that, that epidemic of stupidity meets that Republican moral failing of never seeing the light unless something affects them directly. That is who they are. So, of course, we're going to have the idiots following a con man, doing what the con man says, and then, you know, couple that with never seeing the light. Of course, when they see the light, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, it's really not a hoax. But it's not even about that. It's about do your part, you son of a bitch. Do your part. Oh, you, the corrupt government? It's only corrupt? It's only. It's not corrupt when the corrupt con man is in charge, the one who received the fewer votes, who sucks on, twi- on uh, Putin's taint on the international stage. That's when it's not corrupt. But, but no, what is the point? I don't understand why, what, what they think anybody is gaining from this. Why, what, what would Governor Cuomo gain by perpetrating a pandemic hoax, making people stay home, forcing a, uh, you know, lockdown or curfews and all this stuff? What, what would anybody gain? We need our freedom back. But you're a hindrance to that. Right-wingers, we could be so much further down the road if not for the Republicans, you see? They're the ones, stand, like like Republic, well, what's his name? Uh, that guy, um, what's his name? Uh, he's a famous Republican. He says, the conservatism stands athwart history. Oh, Edward, uh, William F. Buckley, yes. Conservatives stand athwart history yelling stop. That's who they are. That's how he describes conservatism. So what is what are they doing? Standing athwart hi- history and stopping us from getting through this pandemic? Because we would be further down the road. Other countries, yeah, they might be dealing with the resurgence now. But we're the... COVID capital of Earth because of these morons. And it's only just begun. Thank God there's a vaccine coming, but it's not nearly enough. We're still in the shit for more for another year, at least. And if not for this vaccine, could you imagine? This thing could go on for five fucking years with these assholes. 
it's unreal. Good luck. I'm looking on the, the Republicans writing. What is the difference between a 50 person party and a shopping and you shopping at Target with 300 other people and you bashing this party and the people in it as hypocrites? This party is now uh, uh, we see one person. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, he says not one person has said they are sick. Only the sick people I see here from your remarks are the ones who say that they are. Yeah, you, get a life. Go preach somewhere else. This is what Louis Mangione says. Get a life, Diane. There's some, I guess, some other woman. I can't see what she wrote. Maybe they blocked her. There are a lot of other things to be worried about. Have a, have some more Kool-Aid with your Christmas dinner. Kool-Aid? Um, do you own a mirror? You son of a bitch. Do you want a mirror? These Republicans don't need a wall. They need a mirror to look at themselves. Mama mia. It's, it's hard to take, isn't it? Living in this world with these sons of bitches. Well, they're selfish. Search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. Well, remember, well, that's a statement. That's a, a famous quote from John Kenneth Galbraith, who was a Canadian and later an American economist, a public official, a diplomat, and a leading proponent of 20th century liberal policies. So in his speech, I'm going to read the whole quote in context. He gave this speech in 1963 called Wealth and Poverty, National Policy Committee on Pockets of Poverty, December 13th, 1963. The modern conservative is not even especially modern. He is engaged, on the contrary, in one of man's oldest and best financed, most applauded, and on the whole, least successful exercises in moral philosophy. That is the search for a superior moral justification for selfishness. It is an exercise which always involves a certain number of internal contradictions and even a few absurdities. The conspicuously wealthy turning up, urging the character-building value of private... Oh, sorry, I cannot talk. How come I ruin these things? Oh. Privation, that's how you pronounce it. I was going to try to say privation, privatization. Let me start again. The conspicuously wealthy turn up urging the character building value of privation for the poor. The man who has struck it rich in minerals, oils, or other bounties of nature is found explaining the debilitating effort of unearned income from the state. The corporate executive who is superlative success as an organization man, weighs in on the evils of bureaucracy. Federal aid to education is feared by those who live in the suburbs that could easily forego this danger and by people whose children are in public schools. Socialized medicine is condemned by men who emerging from who emerge from Walter Reed Hospital. Hello. I mean, if, is this prophetic or what? 
Social Security is viewed with alarm by those who have the comfortable cushion of an inherited income. Those who are immediately threatened by public efforts to meet their needs, whether widows, small farmers, hospitalized veterans, or the unemployed, are always are almost always oblivious to the danger. So Galbraith used this used variations <clears throat> on this quote for many years. And um I thought it was interesting to put the whole thing in context. But it's it's the truth. It's a hundred thousand percent the truth. Corporate executive who is a who is a superlative success as an organization man weighs in on the evils of bureaucracy. Socialized medicine is condemned by men emerging from Walter Reed Hospital. That is Twitter. We just saw this happen. Republicans love government. You understand they they love government. When they, and when they say they hate government and they hate socialism, they hate they like socialism. They like it. They love it. They love it for themselves. It really does come down to racism ultimately because they don't want to share the country with people who have darker pigment. That's really what it's about. And if they were in any way truthful to themselves and had the ability, um, a, the emotional maturity of an adult, of an emotionally uh, grown, I don't know, uh, somebody who's uh, mo moderately, even moderately emotionally mature, they would be able to recognize that it's what it is really what that is about. They have, um, they, I really wish, and this is another thing I say that I wish Republicans would simply get help for their manias instead of inflict them outwards. Because if they were more emotionally healthy and they, if they weren't so sick spiritually, then this world would be a better place. We're in this boat because they don't get the help they need. They really need it. They need to be, I mean, they, they need to sit and have a good cry about how daddy, you know, I don't know, beat them and called them uh, F word or something and they never measured up. They're, they're suffering. And that's why they listen, when they listen to Rush Limbaugh and all of the right-wing media telling them who to hate, kick down on people, they would much rather, because they're so weak and insecure as it is, they don't want to identify with anybody who's lower on the ladder, even though they have more in common with those people and our interests are more um, intertwined and aligned. Every working person, they don't see that that way though. They would much rather, they want to identify as Trump and, the, and all of those up on the ladder who are kicking down, who are peeing down on the peons, trickling down because they're sick. 
they're weak. They don't have the strength of soul and morality and humanity. They just don't have it. Just look on, at somebody who is um, lower on the ladder that needs help. Somebody maybe has darker pigment, especially then, and and to understand that that's them. Maybe that's maybe they do understand that. It's some deep deep down. That's why they it's so terrifying to them. They'd much. I don't know. I have to really. I guess you don't really. Uh, you don't really have to. You don't have to be a psychiatrist. You don't need an MD to unpack them. They're not that. They're not that deep. But yeah, it's. But that's what. I don't know. Should I write? Maybe I could write a ten-page paper on them. I should. <laughs> on the psychology of the Trump bans. Yeah, I should. I should do that. Maybe that'll get some um, some notice for the show. Of course, it'll get me. They'll probably whatever. I'd get attacked by Trump bansies. But that is always a sign that you're doing it right. When Trump bansies, when I get attacked by them, I I feel okay. Good. If I'm if they go out of their way to attack me, I'm I'm doing it correctly. Truly. But all right, where else? What time is it? Let me see what's going on because we have to the show on Progressive Voices wraps up a little early, as you guys know. And if you're on Progressive Voices, remember to you can listen to the rest of the show on SoundCloud. The whole um, the whole show will be available on SoundCloud and everywhere else, Stitcher. But also become a patron at patreon.com while I'm saying that and get ready to get your your credit card ready, I guess. I don't know. For Rockfin is coming soon, sooner rather than later. My Oh, actually, I bought myself, I told you guys, I bought a green screen for my own for my own birthday. Tomorrow is my birthday. And if you're on Progressive Voices listening, that means it's now and it's almost over. So you can join my, you can become a patron on my birthday. That might be nice. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a birthday something. Because my, I don't know what time the, what time the, the green screen will get here. But I was, it's supposed to come tomorrow, even, even though it's Sunday. And what am I doing on my birthday? Nothing. This is it. What I I am getting up early, as I always do, on Sundays, and I go and I take care of the community cats. That's it. I have some community cats I take care of on Sundays, and I'll do my Sunday rounds with the community cats, and that is it. And then hopefully I'll come home and I'll have my green screen, and that'll be that, and I'll see what happens. And I guess this is it for Progressive Voices. Thank you guys for hanging out. That's why I didn't want to start something new. I saw the time was coming down to a close. Thank you for all your support this year. Where the best is yet to come, hopefully. <laughs> and my name is Tara Devlin. Remember what I say. We're right. Uh, we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy, and we will win. We stick together. We win. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. 
I'll see you soon. We got rid of them. I'm just kidding. Um, guys, thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. Oh, did I thank you already? It doesn't matter. I'll thank you again. And where's this other thing I was trying to play? The selfishness is really what gets me from the right wingers because they're anti-human and they need to be embarrassed about it. So, I w where is this? Hmm, hold on a second. There, I, w I found this article. It was from Psychology Today. Of course, I lost it. Let me see. Haiku, you can keep everybody busy in the chat room for a second. Okay, here it is. This is why we will win, and we're on the, well, we know this already. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. So, and I know this anyway. I, well, I, you guys know I went to college, whatever. You guys went to college. I, I'm not, I didn't, I'm not a psychiatrist. I had a lot of therapy, though, but... I remember reading all about this in, uh, was it in psych? I took psych and I also took anthropology and sociology. So I, I don't remember exactly where this falls in, but I remember reading all about how we're wired for community. We're why you know this anyway, when you read it, that's why you, you know, the truth, you can feel it in your bones, especially about stuff like that being connected and also when you read there's another book i read called the social conquest of earth it's an anthropology book i read that recently for, just for fun uh, that's what i do on my birthday that's probably what i'll do tomorrow there's a i wanted to read there's a book called oh what was it it's about i have it on my kindle it's about the Augustus hunting down the killers, the assassinator, the uh, assassins of Caesar. I think it's called Assassins, actually, but I have it. I might do that tomorrow and play with the green screen. Feed the cats, read a book about Augustus hunting down Caesar's assassins, and what else? That's it. And play with the green. I said that already. All right. So... But okay, in this in this anthropology book called The Social Conquest of Earth, it's all about how human beings uh, it's the it's in the title, The Social Conquest of Earth. Human beings are wired for community and that's why we took over the earth. And it's all you could see how human beings we could do incredible things. As a community, alone we can survive, but together we thrive. Neil Armstrong may have walked on the moon, but he didn't walk, he didn't get there alone. Hundreds, thousands of people, and everyone who came before him got him there. So, 
that's, I mean, I, wouldn't that, imagine, wouldn't that be nice to do something like that as a community? And that's why we went to the moon to do something constructive with human talents and and to to show what we could do together. Yeah, whatever. You know, next maybe we'll go to Mars. You know, Twiddler wanted to go to Mars during his term. He he said that he's such an idiot. He he wanted he go what if I give you all the money in the world, everything, every dime you need. It's not doesn't work like that. He thought, yeah, just I'll give you all the money and the treasury and you'll be to Mars. And that's why he wanted to have a space force. We already had a space force, by the way. It was part of the U.S. Air Force Space Command. And you know that um, they named the, I guess, well, you have the soldiers, airmen, marines, sailors. Now, the Space Force soldiers, I don't know what you, they're called guardians. Are Really, I can't even come up with, I don't even know how to um, express my embarrassment about that. Guardian. They, they watch too many movies. The, the logo of the Space Force looks like the Starfleet Command logo. And the name of the, of the service members are called Guardians. Isn't that a movie too? Guardians of the Galaxy? It's so embarrassing. Really. That's what happens when you put morons in charge of actual real things that need people who know what they're doing in charge. But anyway, okay. This is an article written by Noam Spencer. Yeah, that's his name. PhD. Called We Are Designed to Be Kind. Why We Are More Social Than Selfish. We have a natural tendency towards kindness, but it needs to be nurtured. Oh, and the reason I brought up that other book, The Social Conquest of Earth, is because when I think about, just think about human beings, how we've evolved over, you know, millions of years we, um, from different branches of humanoid creatures. But our, one of our oldest ancestors, I think it was Homo, Homo erectus. But that, I think that was over 1.5 million years ago when we well they've they discovered it it doesn't mean it didn't exist long um longer you know two million years ago but there they found evidence of um early humanoid ancestors caring for the sick and the infirm so really when will republicans catch up that's what i want to know you, we go back millions of years, and it touched me when I read it, too. I mean, we know this inherently. There was nothing to gain. They found evidence of a, of a sick creature, a humanoid creature, um, 
is that how you call it? Humanoid? Um, caring for, who had to be cared for. Couldn't take care of itself. They knew. So somebody kept it alive. That's was in, that's in our DNA. Clearly we, we care and we connect with each other. There's more than just what you can't, well, oh, you can't contribute. You're a taker. But that's what Republicans are trying to do. They're trying to beat the humanity out of us. You see, but it's in us for millions of years. There's nothing what um, that they there's nothing they can do to to change that. They want us to be selfish like them. They want us to associate selfishness with freedom. You see? Well, you don't have to wear a mask. You're free. Where's your freedom? You don't have to give a shit about anybody else. You're free. No, you're you're selfish and you're sick. Because maybe one day it'll be you, but that doesn't matter. Then they'll see the light. And because we're human, we won't we won't do what we say. And of course I say it facetiously because I know that that it will never happen if a Trump and Z showed up at the ER unable to breathe, they wouldn't say, sorry, sucker, go home and die. They'd say, if he came in, <gasps> I thought this was a hoax. They would care for that person. They wouldn't, they wouldn't send him home. Say, but they should, really. Go home. Go home. We'll call you maybe in six months when there's a bed. If there's a bet if you're alive you couldn't do your part they don't seem to get it they want as i say they want all the benefits of civilization they want us to care for them they want a social safety net for them they want us to respect them but they have no it's a one-way street so and this article from Psychology Today, on the surface, in media headlines and on the front pages, the word, the world seems a cruel and cutthroat combative place. We hear regularly about all manner of human violence, deceit, and egotism. Yet nothing, yet noting the infinite ways by which all of us could harm and be harmed by others, our vast potential for malice on hand and through uh, and our thorough vulnerability on the other compels the conclusion that the amount of actual harm most humans do unto others is astonishingly small moreover if you've traveled places in your life then you probably notice that kindness not cruelty is the coin of the realm everywhere stranded in a foreign town you are much more likely to receive help than be harmed by those around you People who know you, um, who know you not, who know you not, excuse me, and owe you nothing. Our capacity for empathy exceeds anything else evident in the animal kingdom. We feel the pain of other humans, but we also uh, feel the pain of other species. We even feel the pain of non-species. 
That's why we cry when E.T. can't phone home. As a general rule, human beings are exceedingly pro-social. This tendency emerges early. Infants as young as 14 to 18 months of age help others to attain their goals. For example, by helping them to fetch out, uh, to fetch out of reach objects or operating cabinets for them, they do this irrespective of any reward from adults and very likely with no concern for such things as reciprocation and reputation. We seem to be biologically predisposed towards kindness. Yet, as our cognitive capacities and our social world grow more complex in the process of development, our behavior, kind and otherwise, becomes increasingly conditioned on both internal and environmental circumstances. For example, with time, we begin to take others' intentions into account when judging their and our own actions. Research has found that people may be more likely to, to reciprocate kindness when they can rule out a strategic motive. Kindness is a universally valued virtue. When parents are asked what they wish for their children, being kind is consistently among the top ranked answers. Kindness is also among the highest rated traits we desire in a mate. Over the past 50 years, evidence has been accumulating about the myriad benefits of kindness across a variety of health outcome domains. Kindness appears to facilitate positive changes in mood and uh, a sense of well-being regardless of the target of the kindness. It helps reduce anxiety and maintain well-being in times of stress. Merely recalling or witnessing acts of kindness can increasingly can increase our well-being. Various kindness interventions have been shown experimentally to be effective on improving mood and well-being, although these effects tend to be modest and due in part to general arousal produced with the novelty of a kind behavior. What motivates our kind behavior? Early theorizing based on Darwin's evolutionary ideas sought to frame kindness as selfish in nature. We help others when and because it improves our own survival and reproduction odds. Alas, the phenomenon of self-sacrifice self in humans and other species posed the problem for evolutionary theory. How does one self-sacrifice to promote self-survival? With modern genetics came a proposed solution, the theory of kin selection. Inclusive fitness in explains how an act of self-sacrifice might be in one's genetic relatives. The theory of reciprocal altruism by which helping others improves the odds of them helping us explains kindness towards strangers. Leading with kindness may also help us sort out potential allies who, who reciprocate from foes who do not. A kind act, act may raise our esteem in the eyes of peers and help us avoid social rejection. Helping others may also serve as a signal to potential mates that we possess resources abundant to share. 
Doing something kind may help us reduce inner tension we feel when our experience of empathy is met by our inaction. However, a more recent line of thinking holds that kindness is motivated by a social impulse to help others who are in trouble. Multiple experiments since the 80s have tested this notion. For example, if doing something kind merely reduces the tension created by our experience of empathy and inaction, then individuals will likely choose the easiest tension, tension reduction option available. Yet when researchers varied the ease of escape from an empathy arousing situation, participants still elected to help. Such experiments testing the altruistic kindness perspective where um, against the selfish kindness one, uh, where we help ourselves gain social favors, avoid guilt, or reduce tension, tend to support the former, meaning altruistic kindness. Upon reflection, it appears plausible. All right, we'll just get to the end. Indeed, we are wired for social interest, as the great psychologist Alfred Adler intuited. Cultural forces may overwhelm biological dispositions. To wit, we are wired for movement, but modern cultural conditions render us sedentary. The psychologist Lee Rowland of the Oxford uh, of Oxford University offers the following summary: The beauty of kindness is that it is open to anyone. We can all opt to choose kindness if we wish. It is free, easily accessible to the rich and poor alike, and it is universally understood. Thus, if It turns out that simple acts of kindness can send ripple effects of well-being through society. Then promoting and facilitating that has to be a constructive pursuit. And the author ends with simply saying, amen. And that is really it in a nutshell. That's why I say all the time, we will win. Because that's humanity. We're on the right side of humanity. And we don't have to apologize for that. They know it. That's why they have to deflect and play the whataboutism game. They know they've been caught being selfish pricks. And nobody likes a selfish prick. And when I see, and not just me, as you see, society, when you see something like the Whitestone Republican Club, that that kind of, the antics, the selfish antics of the Whitestone Republican Club and their response to it, to the public outrage, is what about, what about the elites? They know that they're wrong, and it's enraging. We have a duty, really, to to shame them, frankly. That's our patriotic duty, to to give them the signal that we know they're full of shit, and we shouldn't take them 
at their face value. They know they're floundering, trying to justify their selfishness, the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. And it's about time. If we are emotionally, if we are emotionally mature, I know we do it here. We point out the hypocrisy, the, the stupidity. It's not, see, when Republicans, they, they would say, oh, we're just pointing out the hypocrisy. No, they're not. They were, of what? Of Nancy Pelosi going to get a haircut when she's urging everybody to stay home? That's the, that's, again, uh, is their search for the superior moral justification for not giving a shit. Because they're not pointing out Nancy Pelosi's uh, faux pas because they're staying home and Nancy Pelosi is not. They're pointing out Nancy Pelosi's faux pas because they want to continue not giving a shit about anybody else. You see? Oh, look, we caught Nancy. She's also not giving a shit. Look at her here, getting her hair cut. Nah, 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 nah. But they're not doing it like we're doing with the Republican, white, the White Stone Republican Club. We're saying, I'm not out there on a conga line pointing out, look, I want to be on my conga line. They're on their conga line. So let's all go to hell and not give a shit about spreading this pandemic so we can stay in lockdown for another five years while the while the food lines go uh, miles and miles longer, they're just, they're children. They're doing it because there's, they want to justify their selfishness. And that's what's infuriating. So we have a duty to point that out, I believe, and not apologize for it and not, and understand what we're dealing with. This is why when, it drives me insane when I'm watching corporate media and I watch it actively with just reading through the lines all the time. It's kind of annoying, I know, but um, the, way every, the, the way they present Donald Trump and the Republicans as if they are sincere. They present their antics as if it's got, there's a method to the madness as if Twitler is is in any way, shape, or form fit to uh, not only be in leadership, as if he's got some plan going. Like, for example, when he he's, um, of course, he's pooping his diapers about um, the bill, the relief bill that the the filthy fascists and uh, the corporate Dems came up with. You know, too little, too late. But Mitch McConnell's not giving Twitler the election. He's not helping him steal the election. So he's upset. So he doesn't give a shit who who dies, who who's on the food line, who loses their homes, who who cares, who's got no money, who... Who's struggling? And they keep saying, oh, in, in the middle of Christmas. We don't give a crap. Christmas? They, the Republican Club, you see them? What are they doing? Doing a conga line in Christmas? They don't care about your Christmas. 
Whatever. They'll steal your Christmas and they'll knock it down a flight of steps. They'll take that. They'll take their your the money right out of your mouth. They'll take your food bank money, your lunch money, your it, it was it doesn't matter. They'll Christmas schmishmas. They're dancing around celebrating Christmas, celebrating the socialist hippie who gave out free health care. No. They're they're filthy. They're they're hypocrites. They're, so why Here's what's driving me crazy. Let me let me get to the point. For example, Twitler, he's um, veto. He wants two thousand dollars, or so he says. He's he doesn't care. He hasn't been involved in negotiations. And first of all, it shouldn't be two two thousand dollars to last the whole month. Wait a minute. Don't tell me. How's this mic sound? I'm getting an. Uh, I'm getting a. Getting a, an error that's saying the mic is not working. Is the mic going out there okay? Is the mic working? I know it's, there's a delay, so I will hear your answer in a minute. Does the mic sound funny to you guys? Because I'm getting an error message on the mic. One, two, three, one, two, I don't know. It says it, the device is missing. It sounds fine. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. As long as it sounds fine, I'm getting a error message saying the microphone is missing. So we'll see as long as you're hearing it. Okay. Um, but, okay. So Twitler, is v- he vetoed or whatever. He's, uh, he's, he's pooping his diapers about the COVID re- relief bill, too little, too late. Of course, he had nothing to do with negotiations because he's abdicated. He, he He's abdicated responsibility. He never did the job to begin with. This was, drives me crazy about corporate media, too. They were saying he's... He's um fall you know he's asleep at the switch or whatever he's always been. When has he done the job? He's not capable of it. Um, that's why it's so irritating. Cause why are we pretend we continue to pretend? So here, let me play something from uh, here's from MSNBC earlier, and they were it was driving me insane. So, because I'm being driven insane, I'm going to share with you. You know, up against the holidays now, December 26th, and, and these and these benefits are running out. Um, Jackie, talk to me about your reporting on this, because I, I want to know what the president's play is here, right? Because Congressman Edwards brings this up, right? Why didn't the president support this earlier on? There's going to be a vote. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, you, has brought up the fact that she's stupid? going to bring a vote to are the floor dense, on Monday, lady? I believe. Um, here's um, from, uh, I believe, Politico. Um, on Monday, I'm going to bring the House back to session where we will hold a recorded vote on our standalone bill to increase economic impact payments for 2000 to vote against this bill to deny the financial hardship that families face and to deny them the relief um, that they need. What is the play here from the president, from your understanding of the folks that you've what? been speaking to on this? Why is he bringing this up now? You see what I mean? Why am I insane? Why do I get in- crazy on this show? Why? What are you talking about, lady? 
what? I don't see it. What's his play? Why is he doing this? Why is he bringing this up now? Why are you taking him at face value as if he has a play? You know why he's doing it. I know why he's doing it. They, all these boxes, these bitches in boxes on the screen know why he's doing it. He's, he's mad at Mitch McConnell. He's a tiny little fragile bitch. And you're wasting our air and, the, and your platform. While I'm up here going, please become a patron, you're spreading this bullshit. Why, why is he doing that? Do you, what is his play? What do you mean? His play is, I have a big dump in my diaper. That's the play. I'm mad at you. What are you doing? Why, why are you wasting our time? If that, This is why this country is so dumb. We're all a bunch of dum-dums. They have dumbed us down. Because at least give us the respect of not speaking to us as if we're dumb. Really. Well, even though I said, I guess I said we're dumb, but you're speaking to us like we're dumb, so I guess you're making us dumb. You're you're asking these people, all these, uh, the crack panel you got there, what's his play? If I was on that panel, I'd say, what are you talking about? Put me in this box over here. Be like, are you kidding me, lady? I'm in the box. Could you imagine? Um... He doesn't have a play. His play is, I got a poopy in my diaper. That's the play. He doesn't care who dies, who's starving, who's on the food line, who's losing their home. It doesn't matter. He's mad at Mitch McConnell. And he's burning the bitch down. Don't act like he's he's got a play. Like he's sincere. Why is he doing this? He probably doesn't even know why himself. He can't help it. And can we stop pretending that he is some kind of adult? That he is somebody with a play? That he has any business being anywhere near the halls of power with a a, a play? Please. He likes... Uh, it's enough. It's enough. Let's... Can we stop gaslighting the country, please? All of us, we have an obligation on this corporate media that all of a sudden I'm in. I don't know. I feel like I'm on the corporate media right now. I look like it. I wish I had... A, I could cut that box right there. Make it look better. Yeah, put myself there. No, it looks better there. But what are you talking about? Why are we wasting air time asking what the play is? The play is, I got a poop on my diaper. And everybody's going to be forced to smell the stink now. And I don't care who, who dies, who got COVID, who is, who's on a conga line. I don't care. Cause if I'm not be if I'm not gonna be able to squat in the White House despite receiving fewer votes this time, you're all gonna die. That's the play. The play is Twitler is unfit to lead a drunken conga line at the Whitestone Republican Club, much less 
be the president of a modern nation despite receiving fewer votes. It drives me crazy. I hear this shit all the time. It goes on all the time. You know that. It's not just MSNBC. It's all over. It's on CNN. All the fake-ass corporate media. What's he doing? What do you think he's up to now? What? Can we stop? That's why this country is swirling the drain. Can we f- call him what he is? Can we just... Pl- let, let's let's just can we just go with reality for once what we see our lying eyes tell us he's a con man we knew that a traitor yes call him what he is he has no business being in the white house so thank god he's gonna be gone but this ain't a play he's doing here this is not a play this is a tantrum that's all. He doesn't care about $2,000. And as you see, you know how Republicans, they're so vile and predictable. You see right now, they, they're getting their religion again about deficits. Now, they wouldn't stand up to Twitler for years when he committed treason or, or from the time he came down from the escalator calling Mexicans rapists. They wouldn't stand up to this traitor. But they stand up to him now when it comes to the American people who are on bread lines, on the uniquely American bread lines. It makes me um, sick. And, these, and it makes the whole country sick. So these people are um, all of a sudden, you watch now that Joe Biden is the president uh, because he got the most votes. Isn't that quaint and unique? Somebody who received the most votes gets to be the president. Wow, how unusual, how unrepublican, how un-American. But you see how they're all of a sudden they care about deficits. Now, Twitler had had these Republican fascist grifters, his 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 party of flying monkey enablers. Um, he had them by the short hairs for four years with all of his abhorrent behavior, his crimes, um, his out overt crimes, his ripping. They they wouldn't stand up to him when he ripped parents and children apart when he lost babies seeking asylum and he ripped families apart and they lost them in the system where these families will never be united god knows what happened to to these kids you know because they love kids and babies and clumps of cells and fetuses they just don't love Anybody, if those fetuses are, grow up to have darker pigment or something, I guess, they wouldn't stand up to him then when he was committing crimes against humanity. But now that the American people are on bread lines, these Republicans, they're going to stand up and fight for what's right. And that is the so-called deficit they care so much about pretend to care god help us my name is tara devlin thank you for hanging out oh god yes they are grifters and become a patron at patreon.com 
to support the independent liberal media. Otherwise, we're doomed. And what else? Become a patron. Thank you for your super chats. We stick together. We win. We will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. See you soon. All right. I made that. I made that mark. That was good. Thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. Another super chat. What the hell, man? Thank you. I don't know. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I don't know. Deborah was asking for a Zoom. <clears throat> I don't know, Deborah. I don't know. I don't want to be rejected on Zoom. I've been rejected in life and... I don't want to be rejected on Zoom. I've had enough rejection in my life. It's true. It sucks. Yes, after party. Eh, it's not going to be a long after party. I'm in a mood. <clears throat> I've been in a mood. Holidays are hard. It, uh, it makes me sad. Another year gone by. Another year of me going, please become a patron. Another year missing, you know, my family. What else? It doesn't matter. I have to, happiness is a choice. That really, that was probably the, the greatest, most liberating epiphany I've ever had. That happiness is a choice. And then I felt so free. I was like, yes, that is so true. And you choose it. That's it. You really do. You got to make the decision to, be, are you going to be happy? I figured life is too short and I've suffered enough in life as we all have. And I don't want to waste any more time being sad. I'd rather be angry and kick ass rather turn that sadness into action right so no matter what you gotta fight oh thank you jd for your super chat in pounds must be nice to live somewhere that has health care oh good goodness goodness gracious so we'll see what happens tomorrow i don't know we'll see i can't make any promises maybe we'll I don't know. I don't know. It might be nice. I'll see if I get depressed tomorrow like because it's my birthday and then I'll be like, maybe I need a show. Try out the green screen. It depends on what time it comes. Yes, we all live through rejection. It sucks. Right. Everything sucks. Guys, 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 thank you so much. I gotta go. Oh, man. Thank you, Errol, for your super chat right under the wire. It makes me feel good. Holy moly. You guys are great. I appreciate it. It can't... It doesn't hurt. I'll put it that way. I don't know. I have to figure out the green screen on Ecamm and then... 
I'm going to make some more. I'm going to do what. Um, I don't want to copy him, of course, but everything is derivative. What, like, like um, Farron Cousins does his little takes on the news. That's what I'm going to do, I think. Just make more content. Just get it out there. Keep it going. Keep it going. Get it out there. And I have to set up the Roku account, and we're going to have Roku soon. Not Roku. Rockfin. Roku. Everything is... It's too many words in my mind. Yes, sadness is a waste of energy. Must channel all energy into conservative beatdowns. It's the truth. Thank you, Paradu. That is true. Commie comrade, do we all agree the stimulus bill is the worst lobbyist bill ever created and needs to be voted down? Is there anything good in it? Well, the only good... See, they, that's, that's what they do. They throw crumbs, and then they proclaim victory. Like, oh, this is the best. It's better than nothing. While everyone's on the balls of their ass. And this is why we fight. We have to fight these fascist bastards. It's really disgusting. Fight for our humanity. Ultimately. All right. Right. Lee in New York City says, remember, no green clothes for a green screen. That's true. I don't think I have green clothes, many green clothes. We'll see. We'll see. Guys, guys, guys. Karate Joe. Wear only green clothes and green face makeup. Yes. <laughs> so you look like floating eyeballs. That would be good. But there's a lot of prep work. And then it's like Margaret Hamilton in Wizard of Oz had that green makeup. She said it hurt, hurt her skin. I don't need that shit today. All right, guys, 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 guys. You're the best. I appreciate Where is... Was Greg here? I don't see Greg. What? I'm, I'm appalled. Maybe he's out at a Christmas party or something. Saturnalia party. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Has there ever been a Sunday Tower Buster? No, Jim. But maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do a show tomorrow. The shows are, it's, I call the show therapy for the resistance. It's, it's really my therapy. It's part of my therapy. Otherwise I can get very depressed. I don't allow myself to get, I'm not, I'm, I'm exaggerating now. It's more like dysthymia, not depression. I know what depression is. I've had that too, where you can't get out of bed, but this is more like a low grade simmering depression and I don't like that either so this is better doing a show I get um is therapy it helps because it feels like we're doing something we're taking action and action is the best remedy in general for for despair and yeah so maybe, maybe, maybe if I'm feeling dep depressed tomorrow, maybe I'll do a show on my birthday. I'm not making any promises, but 
That might be nice. And then we'll see. We'll see. I might. I might. It depends. I'll get the green screen. Might be fun. Doesn't have to be anything too spectacular. So <laughs> you can afford antidepressants and you don't need erectile function. I don't know. I don't need any antidepressants. Whatever. No, my shrink put me on antidepressants. So, what are you going to do? They're still, you're still depressed. Ah, it's all, uh, everything is in the mind. Well, ain't that's right, of course. It's a choice. You got to take action. Um, I don't let myself slip or try not to. I'm not saying it's perfect, but like one thing to have feelings or feel sad or feel like whatever, you know, stinking thinking or it's one thing to feel it and see it, but it's another thing to fall in and get swept away by it. So I don't like, I can see it. I see it like sitting on the side of a river and watching it go by or falling into the river and being swept away. I don't uh, try as I, I do the action so I don't fall in the river and get swept away. You see? It is, it's work. It's work for all of us. This is a tough time. All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out. Remember now... Now is your time to share the show, tell your friends, all that stuff. Give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps. And keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You're worth it. Yes, capitalism does this to all of us. It's the truth. That's why we got to remember we're fighting for our humanity. We're fighting on the right side of humanity. We will win and they know it. That's why they have to pretend to be us. Even when they're feigning outrage about something, they have to feign it in a way that makes them be look like victims. Oh, we're being picked on. What about them? What about her? What about the elite? They had a party once on something I saw on AON or what about? All right. Witches. Maybe I've been. Karate Joe says witches can cause depression. Maybe somebody wit bewitched me. That could be. I need to get some serious music. Let me see. What do I have? any music let's see <gasps> I have that or or this <laughs> that's what I hear when I'm dreaming <laughs> what about what's this Oh, that's a famous... Or this. Or this.
All right. Guys, guys, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow is my birthday. Remember? It's the best. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ah! <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. Yes, this is a good trumpet. When Trump, because he's a loser. That's why I put it in there. Baba. All right, friends, friends, friends. Romans and patriots, see you. Uh, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Remember to become a patron at patreon.com and slash Tara Devlin, excuse me. Give the show a good review on iTunes and everything else. Share the show with your friends and Remember that we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy, and we will win. We stick together. We win. I'll see you eh, very soon. Who knows? Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs>